0: 407 on the Central Coast on this Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. Sandra Gore-Nielsen Sandra Nielsen joins us at 5.05. Let's talk about the Chinese spy balloon, shall we? Six o'clock straight up, President Biden presents the State of the Union. We'll carry it live in its entirety. Also, the Republican response. And ABC News is going to take it all the way up to 8 o'clock. So, plenty of coverage. Andy Greensfelder joins us tomorrow to react to the speech. We'll give you a chance as well. Sam London is going to introduce many of us to the world of artificial intelligence. My heart surgeon, Dr. David Canvasser, returns on Thursday along with former San Luis City Councilwoman Christine Mulholland. We are with you weekday afternoons from 3.05 to 7 o'clock right here on KVEC. Look who's here at the very dapper in <laughs> studio. Usually he's on the phone. Yes. The one and the only, Mr. Mitch Massey. Uh,
1: Dave, this is like coming to the the hall of fame because it's kind of like we're talking about the legacy of uh, journalism and i said you know what no matter how much uh our lives have changed you have been that that rock of stability uh throughout uh local journalism and broadcasting so way
0: to go that's very kind of you way to go although i'm not a journalist i'm an opinion guy Oh, your opinion guy? Not a journalist. Okay. Well, but thank um, you. i I like, I'll how take you the hold compliment.
1: I like how you hold folks accountable, and you also provoke thoughts. So I think of that as some quasi-journalist.
0: Uh, we're going to talk about sports, but, yes. so, but you're enjoying the new job. We'll keep this separate. Yeah. You're back in San Luis full-time now. Yeah. Everything
1: working out? Uh, it's just an absolute dream, uh, You know, being the executive director of the foundation at Hearst Castle. And it's been uh, three months uh, back. Home and just learning all the aspects of what uh, the foundation is, uh, what it uh, was, and what we 're going to be able to uh, create opportunities and so yeah, you know that mm-hmm. it 's about one hundred and one years old, and somewhere in this conversation today. I would like you to be able to give uh, away uh, two passes to uh, see the castle. A right,
0: that's nice of you to offer. We'll yeah. get to that. Well, but here's an oddball question for yes. you: Was William Randolph Hearst into
1: sports? Was he a sports guy? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, you know, I I do know in the old pictures in the nineteen twenties, I see a picture because a lot of people say, "Can you golf there?" And I said, "I just see pictures of people that are teeing off into the valley." So yeah. I guess once you are done playing tennis or just uh, sitting around reading too much, hey, let's go play a little golf, and,
0: but you'll never be able to find the ball. But, like, uh, Babe Ruth never came to visit or no. any of those guys? No. So he
1: really wasn't into sports? No, there wasn't. You know, it, it was it was the, the theater. It was the theatrics, politicians. Yeah. But I've never read, doesn't mean that hasn't been there, that uh, there is somewhat of legacy to sports of the 20s, 30s, or 40s that has visited there. And if there has been, uh, I'd sure like to know.
0: Well, I butchered this guy's name, and when I announced it at 3.05, and I feel bad. Bobby is not beat hard. It's it's Bethard. Bethard. Oh, All right. Close well, I, apo- I no, it's not. I, I apologize, <laughs> but I've never heard of this guy. And if I wanted to be a sports person, I'd call myself Bobby Beat Hard because I'm hard to beat.
1: Yeah. Yes, you are. Let, but it's Bethard. Uh, well, yes. Once again, but you know, when when you're a quasi journalist, it's about yeah, the, okay. getting the name is secondary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So yeah.
1: let's talk about Bobby. Who was yeah. he? Uh, Bobby Bethard was. You know, when you when you think. Cal Poly sports and it's obviously especially football you think of John Madden John Madden and right behind that before John Madden there was a quarterback uh, I think it was fifty-eight, fifty-nine, Bobby Bethard who really became known as an NFL executive many of those years with uh, the San Diego Chargers and uh, so his life was in sports but in the executive arena where he became known but he is also one of those legacies for Cal Poly sports it is a rather large name who went on to, again, make a very branded uh, profession for Bobby Bethard as an NFL executive.
0: And he recently passed, which he is why we're talking passed, about yes. it. I was looking at his obituary, yeah. and he must have worked for at least five different football organizations
1: yeah. in the office. And he did, but he was mostly uh, connected to the, the San Diego Chargers. But he's the one, you know, uh, was that early part of football for Cal Poly that turned out to have a very successful professional life.
0: Wow. Well, why didn't or did he try to play football professionally?
1: Uh, size, possibly, but then when you look at size of anyone who can be an athlete and run around at 5'11", he was just a nice college uh, quarterback, hmm. and that, that would be it. Not an NFL scout, but he found it in the administrative end.
0: So what, what, how good was he at Cal Poly? Nice quarterback.
1: It's very subjective. Were they very good? Not real
0: good. What, but you're ranking him up there right behind John Madden, so he must have done something
1: special. Well, what it comes down to is what he did after, and he's an alumni, so it's 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 like when you look at uh, Spanos. Uh, Spanos was the owner of uh, the uh, Chargers. Uh, the family still is. There is that connection. Bethard and Spanos. Spanos' success. He was in the band in the fifties in at Cal Poly, but uh, his success came uh, afterwards. But he is a legendary alumnus, late Bean at Cal Poly, and uh, Bethard's the same way.
2: I'm sorry, Craig. What, what are you? What are yeah, you saying? he was huge in the NFL. I mean, but not might, as a player. It's funny because when yeah. you were introducing the segment, I'm like. No, I've never heard of this guy that you were describing, Bobby Detard or whatever his name was. (laughs) Beatard. And as soon as you said Bobby Beth, I'm like, oh my God, he went to Cal Poly? He was huge. You couldn't go anywhere in the 70s and 80s, maybe even in the 90s, without seeing a championship team that he had put together. I mean, this guy, uh, he's up there with the legends of putting together NFL and uh, Major League Baseball teams. That's this guy was big time. And you know he went to Cal Poly? I did not know that. Well, yeah. they, and that's it's pretty unbelievable that little Cal Poly Bobby Bethard came out of there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched a game and you hear John Madden talk about Bobby Bethard's team this, Bobby Bethard just yeah. constantly being drilled into your head when I was growing up. Yeah. I, I didn't know that's who you we were talking so about. So did John Madden know Bobby
0: Bethard? They must uh,
2: have. Uh, yeah, because,
1: yes, because the golf tournament that used to take place, that John Madden headed up for a uh, fundraiser for Cal Poly's board, I've never heard of this guy. Bobby Bethard would uh, yeah, I was, show up. When and you were talking Hall, about it. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he came into the Hall of Fame for Cal Poly in the early 90s, because I remember uh, covering that.
2: Mm. Yeah, so. see, the, way, the thing is you're describing it like he was – you know, oh, he was an executive in the NFL, and he did well. No, he was a guy that built football teams. Yeah. Well That's it. That This guy was uh, yeah. the, the, He's the architect, the, the architect well, who put yeah. together these If great Craig's teams.
0: impressed, I'm impressed. Well, and
2: Dave, if
1: you're
0: impressed, I'll stay here. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it you always hear John Madden, and you don't hear this guy? Uh, because uh, I mean, Craig knows football,
3: yeah. and
1: he didn't know the Cal Poly connection. Well, I said it's it's just a very quiet connection that when you start becoming a front office kind of fan of a sports team, then you will know. But, it, yeah, it's, it's just quietly one of those. Did you know him? Uh, yes, yes. As I said, I got to know him in the 80s and 90s when he would come to functions at uh, Cal Poly. What kind of guy was he? Uh, very low-key. Very low key and you would think of him because he'd wear these Hawaiian shirts, you would think of him, Hey, he's a surfer dude. And he was in San Diego and uh, with the blonde hair and the Hawaiian shirts. He's very low key, but boy is as, as Craig as you said, I mean he could orchestrate and put together Really good football franchises. And you know, the one thing that's unfortunate is he did draft the worst flop ever in the NFL, which was quarterback Ryan Leaf. And that was just something that, hey, he's, he became known. Why did you take a quarterback that couldn't play when you could have taken Manning instead of Leaf? Oh, just little
2: details. Yeah, everything he's saying is true. And, and mm-hmm. in fact, it's, you know, one of those, uh, those thoughts you have, when, it, when a name pops up that you haven't heard in years, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden it just brings back this rush of memories, and that's, as soon as you said Bobby Bethert, I just go back to my childhood and hearing, yeah. and when he was talked about on the, the games, because the yeah. thing is, usually you don't hear ex- front office executives being in the conversation, you know, they always talk about the players doing this and that, and it was always Bethert who would put these puzzles together, and he would get lots of Conversation time. They wouldn't necessarily have him on, but they would talk about him a lot. Except for the time when he made the bad draft pick. Well, that was just
1: one of those things to, you know, to bring up in someone's passing one of these things. Everyone gets remembered for something, but he was able to, uh, uh, Don Coriel and, um, Eric Coriel, those great charger teams. He was able to orchestrate really the kind of the West Coast offense before there was a West Coast offense.
0: All right. We are in conversation with Mr. Mitch Massey in studio with us. We're just talking a little bit about sports sometime today, this hour, actually. You're going to have a chance to win two free tickets to see Hearst Castle. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. Here he is, the one, the only, Mr. Mitch Massey. Speaking of sports, Howard Cosell. That was his thing. Speaking uh, of sports, remember that ABC News. Yes, I don't, every morning Howard Cosell.
1: Speaking of sports. Yes, one. I don't have the same twang in my voice, and two, or the opinion base. But oh, what a what a, what a legend! What, a, what just a speaking a fun of sports, person. nice yeah.
0: alliteration.
1: Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. I've never been associated to that before, but I have now, so I feel I've, 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 I've hit the top of the mountain.
0: All right. So we talked about Bobby. Yeah. Now the other name on your list. You want to talk about LeBron James because this is the week. Mm-hmm. Explain.
1: This is the week. It is. The night it could happen. Uh the record's been around since nineteen eighty three. I remember as the uh young sportscaster uh watching the night Kareem set the all-time uh, scoring mark in the NBA, uh Skyhook uh in Las Vegas. They were playing the Utah Jazz on a neutral court and Kareem, and that was in nineteen eighty three, and here we are. Who had the record <coughs> before that? Uh it was Will Chamberlain. Okay. Will Chamberlain. And then uh Kareem uh that was like thirty one thousand something, then Kareem in uh, Ended his career at uh, 38,387, uh, and tonight LeBron James is 36 points shy of breaking the record. LeBron averages about 30 points a game, and so it's either going to happen tonight in LA or
0: Thursday uh, in L.A., which another home game for the Lakers. And how much are tickets—I'm afraid to ask this question—how much are tickets to either one of these games? <clears throat> well, Dave, uh,
1: they've escalated uh, over 400%. And that is before I walked in here. So if you really want to be pretty much in the first eight rows or even the first two rows— the last pricing was a hundred and seven thousand per ticket. And if you and if you want to sit up basically where uh, you were in the rafters, you're gonna be looking at about, around a thousand dollars.
0: A thousand dollars. yeah. For a nosebleed seat mm-hmm. to watch men dribble a basketball. Well, and someone
1: break the record, but it's, you know, it's catching that same fascination like Kobe's last game. And so those who have paid the big money for tonight, let's say he doesn't break the record tonight. Let's say he comes up short and then it'll be Thursday night when they host the Milwaukee Bucks. So I can only imagine what the ticket prices could be tomorrow. So a hundred thousand. Hey, people will pay 150 to two. Because they know the record will be broken.
0: Uh, by the way, Craig found in 1988 Sports Illustrated called Bobby Bethard the smartest man in the NFL, a title he did not like. Oh.
1: Well, I'm just getting here, uh, getting educated, 1988. Does that uh, surprise you? Uh, no, I, just, I he just, he was very low-key, didn't bring attention. But that's also at a time, Dave and Craig, is that executives in sport Uh, they weren't getting much focus. I mean, that all started to change, really started to change with uh, Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, now he gets interviewed after every game. But that's when it started to shift the attention to the front office executive has some sort of star quality. Not then, though.
0: And then you get the uh, unwanted attention like the Washington team. Yeah,
1: well, it's just <laughs> yeah. kind of like there's there's always there's always an extreme to every positive. Yeah,
0: uh, sure. We'll take your uh, questions on the Stolberg Tatum text line. Listener is writing: Will UC Santa Barbara men's basketball team at a win loss record of eighteen and four. Make it to the NCAA tournament this year.
1: Well, the only team that's going to get in because the Big West, and if you're a conference champion, you get the automatic bid. And with the Big West not having uh, that level of competitive teams, the Big West for years running now, and I'm going to go back, you know, at least maybe even 30 years, only only one team from the Big West gets in. And when you look at the Big West, uh, you know, take take one of eight teams who can get hot for you know like three games in a row. Are they good? uh, Of of course they're good but when you look at a team let's say like uc riverside who could sneak up and uh, play well on a neutral court i think you could pick uh, one of eight teams right now
0: yeah. all right so lebron james remember i'm not the sports guy um, he's really that good
1: he has endured the test of time at the top of his game you know and when you're 38 years old he's 38 and, and uh-huh. you you are still scoring 30 points a game you know there was there was a talk show earlier today I was a part of and it was like you know who's who's, who's <laughs> You're
0: on another talk show?
1: Yeah it's it's it has four letters I promise you but it, it doesn't have you. Um, and, uh, oh, Jim Rome. Oh, that, uh, sorry. Um, and so what? You're on the Jim Rome show? I, I, get, we go back to, um, uh, UCSB old days things. And oh, it's kind I'm of impressed. like, okay. you know, just old producers that say, Hey, would you like to jump into this segment or that segment? So it's happened in past. So, Good for you. so all of that aside, that's shameless self promotion no, aside, like is, is that, um, with, uh, LeBron, you look at uh, his body of work, best score. Everyone's going to think Michael Jordan because you know what he did it with such elegance. LeBron is part Magic Johnson. He is he is part Carl uh, Malone, who's number three in all time scoring. You know, and he's there with Kareem when it comes to dominance. LeBron plays all the positions. When you look at the great scores, how many of them actually brought the ball up the court and orchestrated an offense, Uh, he's by far the best. Would people consider him the best player? That's probably going to go to more of the feel and the romanticism of what Michael Jordan is. Um, But LeBron, when you think Kobe Bryant and, and make the assessment between the two, comparison is that... Kobe was not as good a three-point shooter as LeBron is. LeBron has had more game-winning shots than Kobe did. So, as I said, you can take or choose, but the most dominant shot in the history of the NBA is Kareem's, the skyhook. So there's a little piece of everything, but LeBron is, uh, boy, by the time he's done, he will score 40,000 in his career.
0: Where was Kobe on the all-time list?
1: He's fourth. Fourth. He's fourth. So when you look at it, uh number one, is a Laker. Number two is a former Laker. Number uh, three, uh, uh, Malone ended his career with the Lakers. Then you have Kobe uh, at four, so it's all these Lakers, or one-time Lakers. And then you get in the top 10, you got a couple more Lakers, including Shaq, so. Did,
0: did you watch the, uh, the was it Showtime series, the HBO Max series? Yeah, some of it, yes. Yeah, what'd you think? So-so.
1: Yeah, I'm too much of a purist, you know.
0: So I, it wasn't a true story? No.
1: It was just, and I'm I'm a big Jerry West fan. I didn't like it, the
0: way they portrayed Jerry West. No, and,
1: and he was he, a caricature. And, and either did he, and that was that was uh, so sensationalized. He was a competitor, but they they it came out that he's like a warmonger kind of temperament, and, and he was not. He was not. Hmm.
0: Uh, apparently, there's a new uh, documentary series out that gives the other side of that story.
1: Yeah. Well, it gives the, the documentary the kind of 60 minutes approach to true journalism. This is what it's about, as opposed to I'm trying to get eyeballs. So I'm going to take something that may be intense to a level five and I'm going to get more eyeballs and I'm going to take it to a 10. You know, throwing stuff around this and that, uh, being rude to people. That was not that was not his nature.
0: Mitch Massey is having quite the day. He started off on the Jim Rome show <laughs> and now here he is with us on Hometown Radio. I'm, I'm sorry for the letdown. Yeah. Oh it's You're in the high, and I got to go do Dave's show.
1: Oh no, it's it's you have to know where home is with what everything <laughs> we do. This is home. The rest of it is, you know, it's a show, as my mom says. It's all a show. Life Mitch. is a stage, man. Just
0: dance. It's all a show. <laughs> all right, we are going to go to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. We're just spending the hour talking sports with Mr. Mitch Massey. We'll welcome your phone calls. Continue our conversation, and at some point between now and five o'clock, you have a chance to win. Two free passes to go to Hearst Castle. We're live, we're local. This is Hometown Radio. Sandra Goran Nielsen talks about the Chinese spy balloon during the 5 o'clock hour. And then at 6 o'clock straight up, we partner with ABC News and we present live coverage of President Biden's State of the Union address as well as the Republican response. And ABC News is going to give you complete reaction and analysis of the speech. We'll talk about it tomorrow as well. Meanwhile, we are continuing our conversation with Mr. Mitch Massey here to talk about sports. But at some point between now and 5 o'clock, we're going to give you a chance to win uh, two free tickets to Hearst Castle, courtesy of Mitch. I'll remind folks of the importance of tonight, please, with Mr. LeBron James.
1: Yeah, it's a chance to uh, become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is uh, LeBron is uh, 36 points uh, shy, and so it'll either be denied against the... Oklahoma City, or it will be Thursday night at home against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So those folks who have paid a lot of money, I'm sure, hoping for tonight. And those folks who have paid a lot of money for Thursday are hoping uh, Thursday night. But either way, you know, the NBA ratings-wise and for this time in history, which has taken about 40 years in which to get to this mark when Kareem set the record, it is going to be something that is legendary.
0: I was telling you, you something you weren't aware of, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I really admire, is a big Sherlock Holmes fan.
1: Yes, and uh, he's
0: read all the Sherlock Holmes. He goes to Sherlock Holmes conventions. Yeah, he he is a serious Sherlock Holmes scholar.
1: And he's uh was had one of the greatest jazz collections uh ever yeah, before the house fire. fire years ago. But uh yeah, I didn't know that. And you sit here and you say, I can't get involved with this sports talk.
0: Well, but I only know because <laughs> of the Sherlock Holmes thing. I, well, here, is there such yeah. a thing as the Basketball Hall of Fame? Yes, there is. Where
1: is it? And it's it's in uh Ohio. Oh excuse me. That's no, that's, that's, that's the, the, the football hall of fame. Yeah, it is it is in uh Craig, help me with this. It's in. The, it's on the East Coast, and I should know this. I thought it was it's, Indiana. It's but not I'm, Indiana. I'm no, wrong. it's oh, just pull it up on your phone, or you've got me on that one thing. And I just lost the true false C- question. Because baseball is. is Cooperstown. Yeah,
0: Cooperstown, and football, football is Canton, uh, Ohio. Canton, Ohio, and
1: and basketball is is it Connecticut? It's on the East Coast. You got it, Craig. Uh, NBA Hall of Fame. It's it's the least known of all of them. I was going to say
0: I didn't even know there well, was a basketball hall of fame. You asked the hall question thing. and
1: I'm supposed to know things. Springfield, about
0: Massachusetts.
1: Springfield, ah, Massachusetts. See, I knew I was going to the right part of the country. So yeah, Dave asked the question again. Please.
0: Have you ever been to the base basketball hall of fame?
1: And that would be what in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yes, I believe so. Yes, I uh, no I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't been to either of the other ones, but I've been to the College uh, Football Hall of Fame, which is in South Bend, Indiana. So huh. that one, okay, I get a bonus point.
0: Uh, is that anywhere near French Lick? Uh, French Lick? Uh, no.
1: No, that's where... Uh, See, yeah. I
0: know about that because I lived in Indiana for three years. Yes. And you can't, you can't live in Indiana for three years without knowing something about basketball.
1: Uh yes, because that's the only way you get your uh, your
0: license for that state. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you know about Indiana basketball besides Hoosiers? Uh, yeah.
0: Well, Richard one of my Rayburn. students one of my students was one of the basketball players What's I taught at DePaul University. Uh, Steve Holler, H O L L A R, was one of the starting five in Hoosiers. He's now a dentist. And I've seen photos yeah. and of his office, and he's got a whole uh, trophy case with all the m- memorabilia from Hoosiers. You know, Dave, when I
1: walked in there, I had no idea that part of this conversation was with LeBron James was going to incorporate one of your basketball friends.
3: Congrats yeah. <laughs> <Rest laughs> with greatness.
1: Alan's yeah. in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Alan. Hey,
3: Dave. Hey, Mitch. Hi, hey. Alan. You were mentioning that documentary that's not fair to Jerry West, so that brings up a question. Well, it's not
0: a documentary. Let me just clarify that. It's a it's a, a miniseries. Yeah, made, okay. made for TV. Yeah, yes. it's not yes. a documentary. Yes, go okay. ahead.
3: So my question is, a book or books you can recommend that are fair to the different players. It could be on one particular basketball player or the group as a whole, but any books you can recommend.
1: Uh, anything I I haven't read any Jerry West books because I've I was fortunate enough in which to do enough stories and involvement but and I'm not a real big reader but as I said anything which is that he has penned um go for it everything else is going to be sensationalized but there is one book that came out a few years ago and I I will need some help by the team here um that that he wrote and he talked about what his childhood was and mm-hmm. he went on the talk show circuit about his childhood and how scarring that was the name uh I cannot remember but that's the best that's ever been written because he penned it
0: I'm I'm going to guess it's Go West
1: go well yeah 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 or wow
0: wow west (laughs) well that's
1: uh, it's it's, so you've interviewed you've interviewed jerry west yeah and played basketball with him which Mm. was one of my funnest moments all right so what's he like he is very low key does not like attention brought to him very well spoken uh, painfully shy painfully shy but at the same point he's had to live on a platform uh but he is very to the point but very kind very kind and respectful and uh, just, you know, just stay on topic with him and be kind to what his life has been. Mm.
3: Alan? Yes. Well, then that's what I liked those days when the players were just to themselves. They weren't out there either with politics or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if LeBron, I just not rooting for the Lakers right now. I something about him bugs me and I don't know if it's because he opened his mouth when he should get it shut or what, And I'm not sure if I'm being fair to him, but there are some players like, say, Shaq that seems like, that's a person I'd like to meet, seems like a cool guy.
1: Well, he's very playful, very playful, and then when you look at LeBron, and let's take this whole body of work, yes, his nickname is the King, and tonight, he has the opportunity to be you know, the King of all-time scoring. He he has been the King since about seventh grade. He has been able, in this world of social media and where we want to position those that we want to idolize, he has kept uh, his life in perspective at all times with his friends, with uh, Uh, his marriage, uh, the money he has given to develop schools and education, but he also is someone to give strong opinions of how he feels and he's going to have that 50 50. Some will really like him. Some won't. But when you look at his body of work as a professional athlete and business person, you have to say he has kept it all together. When you start looking at others and say, okay, well they made a misstep. They made a misstep. He has never published. Publicly made a misstep now he's given opinions that have brought on a lot of let's say controversy but he has played that role Tiger Woods in a leadership role has been very reserved which is just the opposite to what LeBron has been they both achieved greatness but LeBron is willing to put himself out there to take on public opinion and a lot of times that just rubs people the wrong way yeah.
3: Well, that was
0: good to know. Thank you. All right, Alan. Thanks for calling in. Who's the most impressive sports person you've ever met? Uh, I still On field it.
1: or off field? Oh, uh, you know, Julia Serving, Dr. J. I was, I was 21 years old at the time, and he couldn't have been more kind and just, just very, very fortunate. Very fortunate. That just kind of sticks with me outside of my idol, uh, Jerry West, and getting that interaction. So, but Jerry West is a, your idol? Uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, 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 um, and Vince, uh, Vince Scully is right there with him, right there with him. And then Julie Serving, those would be the three.
0: Do you have any sense as to why they chose to make Jerry West into a caricature on that TV series? Uh, no, I have no
1: idea, because it was, a, it was very disrespectful to what his journey of just being not only a great player, but a great front office person. And so, okay, we're going to make him a target because I have no idea. It was unfortunate, very unfortunate. But someone thought it was a good idea, but uh, if they think that's what gets more viewership, so be it.
0: If you're just joining us, Mitch Massey is here. We're just talking sports, getting caught up on some things. You want to join in, ask Mitch any sports-related question, that's fine. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. What other sports records should we acknowledge?
1: Well, this, this one obviously is right in front of us, but you know, when you start saying, what are those unbreakable records? You know, and, and, and everyone can look it up, you know, what's the top eight? What's the top 10? What's the top 50? But when you look and saying this one's going to endure many, many life cycles, you know, um, Cal Ripken Jr. at, uh, you know, 2,632 consecutive games. And to give you a perspective of that, he never missed a game. That's 17 years of never missing a game. Will that ever be? broken? No, because you know what athletes get today? They get days off. They they get pampered a lot more. And so you look at that, you look at Wilt Chamberlain's record of averaging over 50 points a game for an entire season. Uh, no one will get close to that. And one other one, and Craig, I'd love to get your input on what you think, is Cy Young, most complete games, 749 with 571 wins. Mm. These things will never happen. Just
2: will not happen. Craig, what's your input on Sonja? Well, you're correct. It's not going to happen. I mean, you'll be lucky if anyone goes past eight innings in a game these days. Generally, it's six and then to the bullpen. Maybe seven, you know, if someone's got a good arm or doesn't have a high pitch count. Yeah. But they're pulling you at that point.
0: Yeah. On the Stolberg Tatum text line, a listener writes Jerry West is the NBA logo.
1: Yes, he sure is. And there has been talk, you know, recent years because generations, who is Jerry West? And so much of the generation knows Michael Jordan. But as I said, you know, that's that's the the foundation of the NBA and it just goes, Will it change one day? Everything runs its course, but uh, yes, he is the logo.
0: What is Michael Jordan doing these days?
1: Well, he he runs uh, the, or he's the owner of the uh, Charlotte Hornets, and let's just say that he was a much better basketball player than he yeah. is running an organization, at least so far. Mm-hmm. So far, they're not good.
0: And what's Jerry West
1: doing? Uh, Jerry West is uh, still uh, a, a consultant, worked, did, worked with the Clippers, worked with the Warriors, still involved with basketball, and uh, he is an avid athlete avid golfer his first year ever once he retired he became a scratch golfer that's where his obsession goes to and he still golfs an awful lot and he still helps on a consulting basis in the nba
0: all right we'll come back for a final segment with mr mitch massey and maybe just maybe give away some free tickets to hearst castle i'm dave congleton on am 920 fm 96.5 news talk kvec Do this Mitch Massey is here. He knows sports, but he also knows Hearst Castle. You're donating two tickets. What are these?
1: Yes, two tickets uh, to the tour of your choice, and folks can contact me. So, however you want to make this work. Well,
0: well, well, yeah? we'll get their number, and you can contact them. Oh, okay. All right. So, two free passes to Hearst Castle. Yes, this gets you on the bus, gets you to the top of the hill, yeah. gets you on the main tour.
1: And then you have to get an Uber to get down. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Yes, get you down. Yes, and uh, we'll make it work.
0: All right, uh, here we go. How would you like to go to uh, Hearst Castle? We have two free tickets. We will take the uh, first person who can tell me where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. Where is the Basketball Hall of Fame in this country? If you can correctly identify it, 805-543-8830. Where is the Basketball Hall of Fame? We know the Baseball Hall of Fame is in Cooperstown. We know the Football Hall of Fame is in Canton, Ohio. Where, oh, where is the Basketball Hall of Fame? Let's uh, start with Parker on KVEC. Hey, Parker. Hi, how are you? We're good, Parker. Where is the Basketball Hall of Fame? Hmm. I... Springfield, Massachusetts. Dang! Ding, 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 ding. Man,
3: we're sweating
0: it there, Parker. We're sweating it I didn't there. Google that at all. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you were at Hearst Castle? Oh,
2: probably 20 years
0: ago. All right. Time for you to go back. All okay, right. Okay, thank you so much. Parker, hang on. Craig will uh, make it. Just had to make sure they're winning. A couple texts on the Stolberg Tatum text line. Uh, Number one, which sport do you think is the most dangerous to officiate? Um,
1: Well, when you get down to it, because they have to move all around. I've always thought the NHL, man, they're moving around. People are flying to avoid that contact. I've always thought that.
0: Also on the Stolberg Tatum text line, Charles Chixon. Hi, Charles. A great show, guys. Well, thank you, Charles. Could Mitch reminisce on Cal Poly men's basketball? Making it to the NCAA tournament uh, for the first time five years ago.
1: Yeah, it's uh, um, yeah. They went in with a losing record. They uh, they they won the conference. Uh, I think they were thirteen and uh, eighteen, something like that. Worst record to ever get into the tournament, and then they won uh, a play-in game to advance. But what's unfortunate right now is Cal Poly basketball is looking at, I believe. On the on the cusp of uh, having their eighth twenty loss season uh of the last nine years, well, it how just, they,
0: it's, what's what's going on there? Well, you,
1: you look at—I mean, it still comes down to players. It still comes down to you know Cal Poly and the standards to get in. They just haven't found uh that click in it. And when you look at the history of Cal Poly basketball being in Division One basketball, um, it has never been much on the winning uh, side. So it's a matter of. You know, when you look at UCSB, they have been, but the standards, if you want to say, you know, they 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 can get folks into UC school better than the state school at Cal Poly, standards being what they are, they just haven't found the connection uh, to basketball yet.
0: So... You can't be both smart and a good basketball player. Oh,
1: well, you can be. I, I look at it like a private university. You know, Gonzaga had really high standards when I was yeah, uh, a yeah. sportscaster there in Spokane in the, uh, mid to late nineties. I mean, they had tremendous standards, but you know what? They, they found that coaching rhythm. They found some international players and it just started, uh, evolving and then you get these hooks into recruiting areas and cal poly quite a few years ago had a really good recruiting area into minnesota that brought two of uh, their better players mike wozniak being one of them and so you know that that pipeline just hasn't happened yet is
0: cal poly football going to bounce back ever
1: let's say yes Let's be positive and say yes. They just brought in, you know, a, a quarterback who was um, sitting up at Washington. Washington yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like, wow, okay. Let's have a, a, a status person out of uh, the the recruiting portal, and it's like, okay, this is a good story. It's positive, new coach. Um, but again, it 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 takes just a consistent amount of getting players into the university through the educational system, and to be quite honest, the rest of the Big Sky. Teams have a much easier vehicle in which to get athletes into. So, if Cal Poly football can have a nice winning season about once every four years, I mean that—that's kind of what we expect.
0: On the Stolberg Tatum text line, what is your favorite sports movie ever?
1: Oh, it's, it's, uh, Coach Carter, hands down. Uh, Coach Carter, a real story, uh, about, uh, you know, a local business person in Oakland who took on, um, a really tough, uh, high school that had just, uh, really tough individuals who, and who he made the them into a team. Who played the uh, coach? Carter. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah, but who played him? Oh, um, um, no, okay, Magic, see question. no, Magic Johnson's uh, best friend, and I'm going, you know, the, the guy that uh, does the commercials for What's in Your Wallet. Oh, jeez. Oh, Kevin Hart? Uh, no, no. Kevin Hart's not a What's in Your Wallet. Well, yes, he is.
0: He's, he's, he's a credit card guy.
1: Craig, it's, uh, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you. Yes, yes. Okay. Whoever helped me with that, thank you, because obviously did. I'm only good today around the surface. These what, questions are getting to me. What's the second your favorite movie? Uh, you another one? Rudy. Rudy?
0: How how can you like Rudy more than Hoosiers? The same guy has made both movies. Um, You like Rudy more than Hoosiers?
1: Because Rudy is a a true story about an individual who made an entire team uh, heartwarming to the the underdog Hoosiers is a true I get story? It.
0: It's a true story.:
1: Yeah, but but it uh, yeah, it, it happened. I just I agree. I, I, it's, it's so subjective. It's kind of like, <laughs> would I rather sit here with uh, Dave Congleton as opposed to whomever else might talk to me about sports? I'd rather be here. Why? Because it's how you make me feel.
0: I'm you're very kind.: Do you know my story about watching a Final Four game with Jerry Lucas? No, please tell me. Up in Temple, he, he was married to Sherry Lucas yeah. up in Templeton. And she had a party one night. It was a Final Four party. Yeah. And I got, and I'm the least sports person I know, but I knew who Jerry Lucas was. And I was sitting there going, you know, I'm sitting here watching a Final Four basketball game with Jerry Lucas. Uh-huh. That was kind of cool.
1: Yes. See, and you once again you, you you've you have you have gone it, the direction with cream and now you've involved yourself with Jerry Lucas. And I said, I'm just working I'm just working the surface on your intellect.
0: Uh, that's it. Yes. Um uh, but at the top of his game, I think Jerry Lucas was maybe making fifty thousand a
1: year. Oh, as I said, you know, magic He and was a, on
0: the cover of Time magazine.
1: Yeah, well, he was back there with the John Habachuk Jays. Back when Ohio it meant State. Something. yeah. But, you know, um, the NBA was was going so backwards that the NBA Finals uh, at the time in 80 and 81 were uh, really late night TV. It was taped and shown late at 11. Well, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, they reinvented the sport into the mainstream, which brought TV rights into it. And they are the pioneers that you have to give credit to all these big salaries today.
0: What's Larry Bird doing now?
1: Uh, Larry Bird was the executive for... Uh, um, the uh, Indiana Pacers, and so he's lived his executive life. And, and he's still a Hoosier. Uh, always will be, man. So, those my
0: two claims to fame I watched a, a Final Four game with Jerry Lucas, who was as nice as nice could be, and uh, one of my students started in Hoosiers.
1: I don't know why you asked me to show up because <laughs> you're on the Jim Rome show. How much time did you um, get with Jim Rome? Oh, it's what it is. It's taped, and the thing is, let's oh. let's let's be able to bring something for five minutes, hey. and it really goes to the behavior aspect of sport, which is which is fun to dive into. You ever meet Jim Rome? Oh yes, when he was at UCSB. Good guy. And I was at KSBY. Hey, just like he is today, man. He just hey, we 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 can make a difference here. Yeah, let's let's rile people up. He's seemed the intense, but you know, he's, he's a great father. Great Always father. good
0: to see, you. Mr. Mitch Massey. So glad you're back in town on a full time basis. You get 15 seconds for a final thought.
1: Hey, how many years have you been here, Dave? This is 30, 32, 32. So today we are talking about uh, legendary records that will never be broken. So I would just like to finish this by saying what LeBron is to basketball, what Joe DiMaggio is to baseball, what Wayne Gretzky is to the NHL. Dave, you are to local radio. Some records will not be broken for the amount of time you have Brought us listenership and stories to the Central Coast of California. You're in my Hall of Fame, even if it's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Nice one. The 920 KVEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Wazy. Up to date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kVEC.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.